Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Creative Empire Podcast. Today it's Raina and Christina, and today we're here to talk to Megan Ferrer of the Lefty Writer. This is gonna be a fun one. We're doing a mentoring session, and Megan is coming to us. She is a calligrapher and she does wedding stationery calligraphy and stuff like that. So we're gonna dive right in and ask her questions about what she's struggling with, what she wants support around in her business. Welcome, Megan. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to jump in. These are our favorite to do. So give us like a sense of what's happening in your business. Right before we started recording, you were telling us about what's happening. So tell us a little bit about that. Give our audience kind of like the backstory and then ask us like what whatever you want to hear. Okay. So my business is fairly new in our creative industry. I've been in business for just under a year and I do mainly envelope addressing, wedding calligraphy. I do spot calligraphy. And that is for anybody that doesn't know bride and groom's name, maybe a menu name at the top of a menu. And I also offer custom fabric pieces. For example, just recently I did a custom baby onesie for a baby announcement. So I'll do my calligraphy and digitize it and have it printed onto baby onesies and things like that. Awesome. And so what is something that we can support you in right now and something that you might be struggling with or just trying to work through? So your podcast theme is building a creative empire. And that is what I really, really strive to do with my business. I'm really trying to take it full force, full on, and I want it to be my full-time income and the only thing that I do. So right now I am a full-time employee and this would be considered quote unquote, my side hustle. So I really think I need some mentoring as far as the steps to take from having it as my small kind of some nights and on the weekends to my full blown every day I'm in it working on it and you know leaving eventually leaving my full time job right now and going towards full time calligraphy. Well, yeah, what what's stopping you right now from like what do you feel like is holding you back from going full time with calligraphy, you know, so, just so that we can start to get started and and start to maybe troubleshoot some of the issues that you know is it is it revenue is it lack of clients? Is it both? Is it visibility? Where are you seeing that you're really struggling at this point in time? I think a lot of it, even though I hate to say it, it's totally true, is the fear of leaving a traditional, stable, steady income job and going into something that is not so stable. I do get clients, you know, at least three, four times a month, but it's not matching the amount of income that I make per month with my current full-time job. So I've broken down my finances as far as, okay, what can I do to make sure I make my calligraphy income match the monthly income that I'm getting from my full-time job. So the transition there is what scares me. And, you know, my parents both have traditional jobs and I was, I was just raised to make sure you get this education. You got to make sure you get this job, you know? So it's, it's a little harder taking that leap from traditional to creative, but I know it's really what I want to do. How do you know it's really what you want to do? 
Oh, because I love doing it. I I get so happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the honest truth. I just get so happy whenever I can work with someone and the reaction that they get once they see something as simple as envelope calligraphy. I had a girl from my current job. She asked me to do the envelope calligraphy for her wedding. And when she got the envelopes and she was kind of just flipping through them, she almost started crying. And I was like, oh my God, that touched my heart, you know? But yeah, it's, it's, I love dealing with the clients in a way that's much more personal than, you know, my current job right now. For yeah. sure. Okay. I have so many thoughts, but I, Christine, I, I just have one thought and it's, mm-hmm. it's this idea of matching your income. Are, is that what you're going to touch on, Reina? Yeah, go for it then. Yeah, so I think a couple different things. So I'm thinking of like Dominique Broadway, who came on our show, and Mary Beth Storjahan, who are both money people. And I think what they would both tell you is that you need to have three to six months income saved up as probably even more as entrepreneurs to have that in our bank to make sure that if anything happens, that we are okay. So we don't have to worry about like getting evicted because that's mm-hmm. really a thing. But One of the biggest things that I think entrepreneurs don't think about, and it sounds to me like you've started this process, but like, what is it that you really need to be bringing in revenue wise, right? Revenue isn't take home. So what is it that you need to be making in your business? And then what are the taxes that come out? What are the things that you need to spend money on, right? Like if you're Mm -hmm. spending money on extra envelopes, that's probably not part of your business and people are probably supplying that. But thinking about what are the costs that are incurred in your business, that's really incredibly important to think about. Right. And so that's one thing. I always talk about doing your survive and thrive budget. So a survive budget would be in order for me not to be evicted, for me to be able to pay my bills, for me to be able to pay for food, what dollar amount do I need to have? Because typically it's not what our full-time salary at our traditional job is. It's probably a little bit lower than that. So we just need to figure out what that dollar amount is. And then to think about your the thrive number, that's like living the way that you like to live now or maybe a little bit beyond your means. What does that look like and how much do you need to be bringing in in order for that to happen? And so right. thinking about these two numbers, breaking it down, how many projects do you need to bring in? right? Like at your current price point, how many envelopes is that? How many, you know, projects is that per month? And actually, can you actually do that in a, in a given month? A lot of times it's probably that it's no, it's too low and you actually need to raise your prices. Or by the time you quit your job, it's going to be at that price point. So it really, it's kind of like a balance of, is this high enough? And do I need to be raising my prices? Can I do this work? And am I going to be making enough? Yeah, it's funny because I have a a situation that just occurred about a week ago where I was so, so close. I was in the middle of typing the sentence to the client like, okay, you know, I am able to give you a 50% off discount because of what we agreed to before. But it, it was a crazy situation where she contacted me. She contacted me about like a year ago and then I gave her a price back then. And she contacted me again recently without having signed any contract. And I was almost, almost going to tell her because I just felt bad. And it's just in my nature to, to kind of, I guess, make the other person feel better. And then I, I thought in my head, I'm like, what am I doing? I can't do this. I have to, I can't write that. So I clicked, you know, backspace, backspace, backspace. And then I sent her the email and then she responded and she was like, thank you so much. That makes so much more sense. Uh, you know, breaking down your price that, that works fine. And I was like, Oh, thank God I stuck to my guns, you know? So that's, that's definitely the pricing is what I do have to work on as well. I love that story. I think it highlights (laughs) that, you know, just because 
we are not our ideal customer, right? Like you're at a season in your life where you're probably trying to save money so that you can take this full time. And you don't sound like you are your ideal consumer in that the people that are willing to work with you are willing to spend a lot more money than than you would be on these services in the, in the yeah. same or similar situation. And not to, I think you did a fantastic job, but you know, that, that just, it's like, how much money are we leaving on the table by discounting our services or by, by offering some kind of incentive? And I actually am guilty of this too. So if somebody approaches me and they're a friend, a family member, or an influencer, I tend to be a little bit more lenient with my pricing. And, you know, these should be the people of anybody that are willing and able to pay my, my full price. So, you know, I don't think it ever goes away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that's any like solace or whatever, but you know, at the same time, you should just do a little happy dance, have an extra whatever, like cookie today or like celebrate oh my God. in some way. I, I totally did. I was actually at work too. And I was typing the email on my phone. And once I got her response, I got up and I was like, I told my closest friend, I was like, Carl, look what just happened. Oh my God, I can't believe it. And I had this huge smile on my face and I was just so, so happy that I, I understood my worth. I understood that my prices had gone up since the last time I communicated with her and I just stuck to it. And that kind of just, you know, I had a weight on my shoulder and it just lifted that weight and I just felt so, so happy. So I know that's definitely one thing I have to stick to doing. For sure. And I think that whenever you send a proposal like that, right, and you should have on there, this proposal is good for 30 days or it's good for two weeks, whatever the time frame mm -hmm. is. So you don't have to honor prices that are crazy low from your past. I think about my first coaching clients where I was charging like $90, maybe $50. I can't even remember. And now it's so much higher than that, but it's because we have systems in place and it's because we have more effectiveness in our business that we can garner that kind of price point. And so here's two things that I want to share with you too, that will help you increase your prices in the future. So thinking about like cultivating your personal style, cultivating your personal craft in terms of your lettering and your calligraphy, that's going to be really, really important to like for somebody to be able to look at your work and say, oh, that is definitely her. That's definitely Megan. Right. And that's huge because people are going to come to you for your specific style. If you look at Megan Taylor of All She Wrote Notes, I can spot her stuff from anywhere. Right. And she has a very distinctive style. And has a huge audience now. And that, that's because she was bold enough to say, I'm not a traditional calligrapher. I'm going to do it totally different in my way. So what does that style look like for you? And then the second thing I wanted to share with you is develop systems for yourself because you, so what I mean by that is what's the process through which you take your clients What's the experience that you give to people, like step-by-step step, from the top to, to the delivery and beyond? What does that system look like and how does that person feel in the process? That will garner more revenue for you just because you can charge a higher price because you know that they're being held in the process. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Sorry, okay. I made the mistake of not putting, like you stated earlier, an expiration on that proposal that I had given her, which is why I felt I have to honor this, you know, but at the same time, it had been close to a year since she contacted me. So I just stuck to it and still super, super proud of that moment. <laughs> this is just coming from my legal background. Even if there's not outright a contract that's formed, you know, implicitly by action or explicitly by a written agreement, at a certain point, actions become either unreasonable <laughs> or they become part of the agreement. So what I mean by that is 
a year has passed. She hasn't contacted you. There hasn't been, you know, like an upkeep of like, hey, still interested, still interested, you know, just waiting for that one last thing and then we'll be ready to go. Like there was none of that. It's completely unreasonable to expect someone, you know, such as yourself, Megan, to keep that door open and to keep the prices the same. So if any of you are in a similar situation, I mean, good rule of thumb legally is about a month, a month and a half, maybe a little bit longer if it was like a huge type project, right? Like if it's like a $10,000 consulting project, might might be a little bit longer, right? So there's no really like bright line, hard and fast rule. But generally speaking, it's really unreasonable to expect somebody that you approached, you know, three or six or even a year ago, months ago to be the same <laughs> service provider that you're approaching today. And then, you know, from the other side, just thinking, I, I think it's important to mention, this doesn't relate directly to you, but if you have, even if you have a contract and it says in writing exactly what's happening, if your actions differ from that contract on a consistent and regular basis, that's going to be considered part of the agreement at a certain point. So maybe not if it happens once or twice. Usually the way this happens is if, let's just say that in your agreement, it specifies that the client has to pay by the first of every month. Well, if the client's always paying by the 15th of the month and you never say anything, you never are like, hey, what's going on? You always pay me by the 15th instead of the first. That becomes a part of your agreement together. And so I want to get back to the mentoring session, but I, I felt like that was important because I've, I've seen this come up quite a few times lately. But Megan, getting back to like the revenue and the client. So let's go back to the clients because we haven't really talked much about your client acquisition strategy or funnel. Do you have something in place? Like what are you doing right now to engage people and, and create that interest so that they want to become clients with you? So mainly, I since I started small earlier in the year, I reached out to my closest family, friends, and coworkers. So in the beginning, I got a lot, a lot of business with them. Now, granted, back then, since I was just beginning, I it was it was probably not even oh, I don't even want to say numbers, but it was nothing compared to what I price now. So back then, it was more for the exposure and more for word of mouth. But that did help me because right now I'm still getting people. I work at the airport, so I'm still getting people from like all across the airport coming to me, seeking me out because they've heard from so-and-so that heard from so-and-so that did uh, place cards for a wedding that I do that. So that's one thing that helps me a lot right now. I also engage a lot through Instagram because that's my biggest platform. Um, I love the visuals and I honestly love getting to know other calligraphers and engaging with the people that do follow me who are not calligraphers, who are prospective clients. So I do that as well. In addition to those, I also have Facebook and a newsletter. Now, my newsletter, I have to admit, is a newsletter that is not as consistent as I want it to be. And that's just because of my time management right now with the full-time job, this gig as a calligrapher, I'm a wife and a stepmom, So it's a lot right now with time management, but it's on my list of things to fix. So definitely newsletter help and creating funnels. So I definitely need more education as far as that, because those are my only resources and as well, my Etsy account. So if you go to the leftywriter.com, it links directly to my Etsy shop. Yeah. Etsy can be a really powerful tool. We had Jenny Waldrop on the, the podcast and she is all about using Etsy for SEO search results, especially for you creative based business owners, calligraphers, things like that out there. So have you, you know, like, do you feel like your, your Etsy shop is 
is a good source of referrals? Or like, what would you say now that you've passed kind of like the outreach to friends and family, you've gotten that initial bump, you know, maybe gotten some client work through them. Like now that you need to start reaching out to strangers, what will be the number one or two way that that you plan to do that right now? And, you know, why do you think that's going to be effective? I think right now it, Etsy would be my best bet personally, just because I can finally, since I have my style and I know exactly what I want to portray myself and my business as, I can now focus on taking better pictures, doing more samples of my stationery and my calligraphy work and putting it out there. And now that I'm much more knowledgeable about SEO and the search results that come from my Etsy shop, I can put that right back into it and start gaining more clients that way as well. What exactly is the the process for that going to look like? And have you tested it at all yet? I haven't tested it out yet, but I have taken numerous notes. If you could see my desk right now, I have about like seven or eight pieces of paper laying around me just for things that I can remember. So on my list, I have at the very top envelope calligraphy, which is what I love doing the most and what I want to gain more clients from. So I have purchased several samples from different companies such as LCI paper, cards and pockets, and they offer great packages with sample envelopes if anybody else is interested in as well. So I purchased a couple of those. They all arrived within the last couple of weeks and they're ready to be addressed with about three or four different styles that I personally do and I personally like. So what I'm going to be doing is addressing those, like I said, and then setting up a day where I can get as much photography in with those envelopes as possible so that it's the same day. That means I'll get the same lighting. I'll get the same look and feel that I want to portray from those, um, from the envelopes. Also with the fabric pieces, I do really, really enjoy creating my custom calligraphy on t-shirts. So Again, I purchased a bunch of blank t-shirts and I'm going to be setting up the same way with the envelopes. I'm going to be setting up a day and kind of probably an area outside where I can get some nice natural lighting and I can do some styling, get all the photos in and post them all up to my Etsy shop. Have you heard about Member Vault? It's a new course delivery platform for online educators that focuses on one thing, engagement. But What the heck is engagement, you might be asking me, and why does it even matter? Well, have you ever purchased an online course and, um, yeah, maybe forgot to finish it? Uh, My hand is raised. (laughs) This has happened to me definitely more than a few times, and guess what? I never purchased from these course creators again, like anything. And the courses that I have finished, well, let's just say I'm more than a lifelong fan. I've joined their masterminds. I've bought their coaching programs. I generally try to support them as much as I can all along the way. So if you are looking to fall into the latter camp and you want to create raving fans for your platform, make sure that you go to creativeempire.co forward slash member vault. That's creativeempire.co forward slash M-E-M-B-E-R-V-A-U-L-T to get your free 30-day trial of this software. Not only will you get 30 days free, which should be more than enough time to get up maybe even a mini course for you, you'll also receive free access to the course that's going to show you how to do this. This course is called the DIY Roadmap, and the folks over at Member Vault have set this up just for you. It's normally a $97 course that they're giving away for our listeners for free. And all you have to do to get it is go over to creativeempire.co forward slash member vault. 
This course is going to help you build your own online teaching platform that boosts your income and sells itself without you even having to go through a launch. So again, normally that's a $97 course that they sell on its own, but they're giving it away to you guys for free along with a 30-day trial. Creativeempire.co forward slash member vault is going to get you all those goodies. Go get them today. Hey, thank you, Elise Luddy, who said, Raina and Christina have done an amazing job of curating amazing guest speakers. It doesn't matter who they are talking to or if they are having a conversation with each other. I always learn something. I really need to start listening at home so I can take notes. Keep up the amazing work, Raina and Christina. Thank you so much, Elise. And thank you to all of you who leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. We don't ask much from you. We just ask that if you enjoy the show, you go over there and you leave us a rating, maybe even a review. It means so much to us and it really, really can help us improve and keep bringing you this great content um, and even better guests that you guys request. Makes it easier on us. So help us help you. Go leave that rating and review on iTunes. Can I make just a suggestion that might be easier? Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Okay. So... There are now, it didn't used to exist like two years ago, so we're very fortunate to live in the time that we do, but there's a lot of mock-ups available online. And, you know, for mugs, t-shirts, flat lays that you can insert your your envelopes onto. So, for example, we've had both of these people on as, as guests of our show, so you can go back and reference their episodes, but Jessica Clinch actually does this and she I think she even has like a free tutorial about how to like basically mock up your design so that you're not taking all of these precious resources and time and you know if you're an amateur photographer it's not turning out as well and blah 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 she actually I think it's a free tutorial that I saw come through my inbox at some point that was all about how to take these designs put them on letters and envelopes and, and basically just mock them up so that, you know, to the, the shopper, the casual shopper on Etsy or, you know, your Instagram feed or whatever, they're, they're seeing this on a product. So they get to imagine what it looks like in their life. They get to see what it looks like if they were to purchase it, but you know, it's, it's not exactly real. And so that could save you a lot of time because it's something that you could complete today instead of waiting for a physical product to ship to you with, you know, oh, whoops, they they printed it the wrong way. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do these things behind the scenes to make sure that the quality control is good. But this is not something that you have to wait super long to do. It could be something that you get started with. There's plenty of mock-ups on Shay Cochran is the other guest that I was referring to. Her website, ST Sock Shop, which is actually what Jessica uses for her mock-ups. But, you know, if that's not in your budget, there's certainly other options that are available through Etsy, through Creative Market. And um, we had Rachel Ruhana and oh, Ali. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Ali from the Palm Shop. No, not the yeah. Palm Shop. The um, Turquoise, the and, Turquoise Palm. and Palm. Yeah. Was also a guest. And yes, Rachel Ruhana's stock image subscription is also a great fit. So, and we'll link to all of these in the show notes if you guys are listening and you're like, I can't remember all these people I'm driving. So anyway, what I'm what I'm talking about here is basically making it look like these designs are already on something so that you can test and sell them because the number one thing that you don't want to do is fall in love with a product, get it out there because you love it so much and then it doesn't sell at all, which is guaranteed to happen. <laughs> it's it's like the stuff that you never think is going to sell that sells like crazy and then the stuff mm-hmm. that you're like this should be selling like hotcakes, I love it. 
I feel like with your calligraphy background, you know, you're, you're going to have a need to get really proficient if you're not already proficient in Photoshop, digitizing your work, adding it onto these flat lays. And I mean, to be honest, I, <laughs> this might surprise some of you, but like four years ago, I had a digital download. Actually, it's still active. I sell one design over and over again. I, I have a digital download shop on Etsy. If any of you can find it, like bonus points, but Anyway, so this, this digital download shop, I mean, I am not proficient at Photoshop. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I have a basic understanding of the tools in there and I was able to do this and create mock-ups even that long ago with, with like very limited tools available. And now there's lots of different tools available. So I, I don't know, I'm going on and on about this because I'm, I'm very passionate about like pre-selling and testing the idea before you just invest all this money into something and, you know, time. And spend a whole day, right? Yeah, like, that's a you lot don't need to hire a photographer. You don't need, like, I, I think that there's a time and a place for a photography, but this might not be the one. So I think Christina has a really good point there. And I think too, Christina, if you, I agree with you on, in terms of like, how can we shorten the, like, how can we get from creation to selling? like more efficiently rather than having to take all of these small steps, like planning a photo shoot and buying some props and all of this stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of like where my head's at right now. That's a lot of really, really good information. And honestly, for, for me, my work days alone are like 10 hours just with the commute because it's ridiculous. So I don't know why I didn't think about this before. <laughs> so this is so awesome. Yeah. So, okay. There's like, we just threw a whole bunch of stuff at you. Yeah, and when, I, don't want I just you want to add like one quick thing. Mm -hmm. Tim Ferriss has like a list of all these questions that he asks himself on a yearly basis. And one of them that, that always stands out to me is like, how can I, if this were easy, what would it look like? So if you just look at that and you say like, if I need a client, if this were easy, what would it look like? You know, like in, in dream world. And oftentimes what we have the capacity to do and, and what's realistic is, is not too far off from that mark. We just don't allow ourselves sometimes to see how easy things can be. So Megan, some of this is just allowing yourself to understand that like, thanks to technology, there's shortcuts for you or, you know, thanks to the, the platform that you've built, you have a built-in client base potentially and, and it, it can be that easy. Now it's not always going to be easy. So take the easy wins where you can. But yeah, so that's that's my last two cents on that. <laughs> that makes so much sense. It actually parlays it exactly into where I was thinking. So as you're still in your full-time job and as you have lots of other responsibilities and hats that you wear, what are the things that you can scale more and grow in that's not going to take a lot of like the minutes during your day? And so maybe that's looking at more of the product development versus doing all of the envelopes. But maybe it is, right? Like that's maybe something that you enjoy more. But I want you to think about what are the offerings that you're putting out into the world that you want to spend more intentional time putting out? Because I think that products, right, things that are off the shelf and anybody can buy is something that, right, like is more scalable than you having to do 500 sets of, you know, wedding calligraphy um, mm -hmm, envelopes. Right. So thinking about what is it that you want to put out into the world and do you want to do more of custom? Do you want to do more of products and leaning into that? I think I, I want to commend you because you are already on Etsy and you're selling there. You already have a newsletter. Don't call it a newsletter, but like some kind of insider thing. We just recorded a podcast episode just about this the other day. And like having a list is really important. So how can we get you to be more consistent, whether it's once a month or, you know, 
and like building up from there. But I think that's going to be a huge tool as well. So let me go back to that original point I was making. In terms of your product or custom work, what do you feel like you want to be leaning into more? And what do you think will make more sense for where you are right now? Honestly, the part that I love the most is really just putting the pen to the paper. So envelope calligraphy is my number one favorite thing to do. A close second is the custom shirts and the custom baby onesies, but those processes take so much longer. So like Raina said, for example, about Photoshop and Illustrator and digitizing work, that's the part that is so, so tedious to me. And that's also the part where I think I need to find more help on and perhaps even outsource it. So I think that's definitely something that I should start looking into as well to kind of save my time so I can just send it out and, you know, the the outsourcer can just clean it up for me and send it right back and then I do the rest. But I think that's definitely something that I need to look into as well. Cool. I think that's awesome. My mentor, Amber McHugh, talks about, so she has her consulting business, but she also has a company called Three Boudoir. And she talks about when she was in her full-time job and she was building this business, she started outsourcing much more quickly than somebody else might because she didn't want to do a lot of the the pieces and started hiring for specific things, even though she wasn't full-time in that business. So it's possible for you to do that, especially the things that you don't want to do, right? If the most important thing for you to do is building your business and doing the calligraphy work, then focus on that. And Mm -hmm. if you have the capacity in that budget that we talked about at the very beginning to add, you know, a few hours of outsourcing that might be a possibility for you because you're going to save time in that space. Yeah, definitely. And now I'm, I'm thinking about how I was saying, you know, setting up a whole day and doing a photo shoot and getting the right light. That's it's so time consuming. So, so time consuming. And you're, I mean, so that's I, the thing is like, you're not a photographer, you're a calligrapher right. and like, maybe you're, we have to wear a lot of different hats, but you know, in our small businesses, we do not have to be bookkeepers. We don't have to be photographers. We don't have to be lawyers. We don't have to be coaches. We don't have to be consultants. We don't have to be social media experts. You know, we need to just lean into what our strengths are. And obviously, it's it's really difficult to outsource all this from the beginning. You don't even know that you can outsource some of this stuff. At least I didn't. But, you know, at the same time, like, for you to at least, you see, Megan, from our conversation today to have a really good insight as to what has gone well and what hasn't like even you just noticing that client that contacted you a year ago and like watching yourself give her a discount and then backing up from there that's huge so your intuition sounds like it's it's really strong and if you can kind of listen to that and you hear something right like you know not all the voices on the internet telling you that you need more instagram marketing or facebook marketing or whatever like if that's not the right direction for you to go in then it's not the right direction and you know that you can feel that so you know, looking at, at what you're good at, you're a calligrapher, you're not a photographer and trying to find a way to make that easier for yourself. And then also looking and saying like, what am I getting distracted by? Like, am I getting distracted by everybody telling me that I need this copywriting course or this, you know, Facebook ads manager or whatever. And really like at the end of the day, all I need is an extra client. Okay. Well, that consists of reaching out via email or putting out a push on your, your Instagram, letting people know you have an open spot. Like, don't forget what the bottom line is, especially in this really critical stage of your growth as you're you're bridging that gap from full full time worker to full time entrepreneur. And you know you have this advantage of having the full time job to to fall back on and maybe to fund your business a little bit, maybe fund your savings, give you a little cushion. 
and and you have this ability to to lean on that. So that's a huge advantage that that you have, and I would consider it an asset. So even though your time is very precious because you are working full time, at least you still have that cushion there for you uh, during this this period where you're trying to figure these things out. I guess the whole point of that is like keep your eye on the prize and, you know, make sure that you consistently check in and remind yourself like what that prize is. Like, is it clients? Is it more people on your newsletter list for the next two months so that you can make a push to get clients in three months? You know, like very candidly with the contract shop, what we're doing right now, by the time this episode airs, you'll have seen it all happen. But advertising is very expensive for Black Friday. So I'm not advertising on Facebook during Black Friday. I'm not even advertising in the week coming up to that. I'm advertising now in October to build our list so that by the time Black Friday comes around, we've already done all the advertising at you know a fraction of the cost. So keeping my eye on that prize, which is getting newsletter subscribers onto our list to promote our sale for Black Friday. So whatever that is for you, right? Like always looking... I don't know, Raina, do you like to do this in 90-day increments or like do you do this monthly? Do you have a check-in like this, Raina? Like what really needs to happen in your business to keep things moving forward? Yeah, I know myself pretty well now that I know that I need to have 90-day goals. And that's whether it's one goal per month for the next three months or it's three goals that I'm simultaneously sort of like parallel tracking and making sure that each week we're making progress on. That way, if something happens and it's like, hey, can you do this affiliate launch or hey, can you do this other thing? It's like, nope, can't do unless my team can offset that load. And for the most part, I'm really good at saying no to those things just because they don't make sense for the specific focus that we're going towards. And like, I'll show you, like my grid is like, it's really, it's just a sheet of paper and has like nine boxes and it tells me what I need to be doing each week. And so if you need to do something like that to keep yourself accountable, that might be a way to make more progress. I, I really love that point, Christina. It's Shiny object syndrome is such a thing. And there's so many things that we can be working on at any given point in time. But what is the most important thing? And if you do, there's 12 weeks in every quarter. But if you split the 52 weeks, there's actually 13 weeks. So if you spend that last week after that quarter is done to do some planning, do some reflecting, you actually get a little bit more of a boost than like kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually re-listened to the podcast episode. I can't remember the number, but it was when Lisa Jacobs was on with y'all. And oh my goodness, like she gets me pumped up every single time. And I have her Your Best Year 2017 workbook and I do that every single month. And I, you know, make sure I keep track of all my goals, make sure I keep track of, (laughs) yeah, I have it too. I just like to make sure that I'm on track. But my thing is, like she was saying, you need to get fired up and you need to always, always be going after what you want, not just watching the goals come in or watching the work come in, I guess. So that's one thing that I started doing a couple of days ago because I just, I, I sat down in the beginning of October. Yeah. Three days ago in the beginning of October. And I was like, okay, this is what I really, really want. This is what I really, really need to do to get what I want. So I just need to be fired up every single day. Literally for the last three days, I have gotten a new lead and two jobs from those leads since I changed my mentality. So I think that's definitely a really good idea. And I'm going to keep re-listening to that podcast because she was awesome. We'll just have to bring her back on. No, she's great. And she I think we're we're so excited to go see her. But yeah, I think her new one's going to be great too. 
her year best year 2018 is coming out so it gets better and better every year i've been downloading i think 2011 was the first year she did it i think i got it for the first time in 2012 no 2013 yeah Yeah, this is her fifth one 18 is her fifth one yeah I i got i remember downloading i think it was her first one i download i didn't find out about her until like eight months after she had launched it or something and I downloaded it and I remember it was like not very long. It was like 29 pages or, you know, maybe even less than that. And it was still so helpful. And now <laughs> she sells it on Amazon and it's like 150 yeah. pages long. It's it's fantastic. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love her planner and it's it's not – if you guys are interested, it's, it's not like a planner planner. Like it's not like you would pick up a calendar and, and plan things. It's more like literally all it is is like a goal tracker. So it's probably more akin to like Laura Casey's power sheets. But kind of different, right? Like they have different aims. Power Sheets, I think, is more, you know, general for your business and and your life or your relationship, especially, you you know, your best year ever by Lisa Jacobs is definitely more (laughs) business focused, revenue growth Mm -hmm. strategies are in there and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, just having something like that, maybe that's not it for you. Maybe you're not a pen to paper kind of gal and, and you prefer to do something digital. I know one of the things that Adrian Dorison set me up with last November was a revenue planner. And it's something that I've now used, uh, modified it into my own version. I don't just rip off her version and give it out to people, but I've changed it quite substantially to, to make it fit me and, and what I do in my business. And, and that's digital and that's very, very helpful to go through. I like to go through that, you know, about every quarter and then, you know, plan to do the, the big one, the big overhaul of it in every November so that we can map out the next year's marketing plan, which as I'm saying, this just sounds crazy because two years ago, mapping out a marketing plan a year in advance. That was like something that Amy Porterfield did. That wasn't something that I did. So that feels very You're weird. Big leagues. Big no, leagues, Christina. I'm not saying that at all. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying like, it, it sounded like it was something that was completely impossible. I was like, a year? Like, I can't even plan next month. And like, you know, it's... I don't... Yeah. Again, I feel like I'm really rambly on this interview, but it's just a lot of stuff that I'm really passionate and fired up about. And I think I'm excited because Megan's so excited. So I'm going to shut so up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's so important. What, what you just said resonates with me so much too, because I mean, you know that I'm really passionate about goal setting. And one of the things that you need to know about your business is the finances and the projections. And if you don't know where anything is coming from, or you don't have any confidence that things are coming from particular revenue streams or when they're coming in, you really can't have a sustainable business. You don't know how to spend money. You don't know how to make money. And so this is not pointed at you, Megan, at all, but it's just an encouragement for our creative community to be in our money and like be in our finances and to be like cognizant of what's happening for our businesses. So that that's what makes us legit business owners. And like having those marketing plans to support that kind of revenue that we want is really incredibly important. So just something, something to think about. And it doesn't have to be as like icky and like PNLs and like profit loss statements. It, it can be a little bit complicated, but it doesn't have to be that complicated. So I just really encourage people to start thinking about their money a little bit more. Okay. So we've talked about 75 bajillion different things, Megan. <laughs> I want to hear from you. What are you going to tackle in the next three months? You did some thinking at the beginning of this month, but I want you to think about like after this conversation, what are the most important things that you're going to start tackling in the next three months? I think my top three, the first one would definitely be now that you guys have helped me to reinforce the fact that I should be looking at my full-time job as an asset, as opposed to, oh my God, I don't want to go. And, you know, I I just want to work on calligraphy all day. Grass is always greener. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So I think I, number one is definitely making sure that I am what I, what me and my husband like to say financially free. So getting rid of all our debt, I have student loans, we have, you know, our, our rent, we want to pay it off in full for like an entire year, just everything that, that is a monthly payment. We kind of just want to get it out the way. So that's definitely my number one on my list right now. And obviously I can definitely use my full-time job for that purpose. Number two, like you guys suggested, it's such a lifesaver. And I really, really don't know why I didn't think about this before, but using those mock-ups or even maybe reaching out to someone and creating custom mock-ups just for me, but utilizing my time better by spending less time on gathering all my supplies, working my camera, going into Photoshop, things that I don't normally do. Definitely mock-ups is my, my, like, I'm going to go now after we're done with this podcast and check out some mock-ups that I can buy online. And then number three, definitely working on, I want to say the newsletter, but it, kind of goes hand in hand with more clients coming into my Etsy and getting more people on my email list. So a mix of the two on those and the mock-ups will obviously help me for the, for the Etsy part, but getting a little more content because I also do love writing. I was a journalism major. So writing is definitely a, a big part of me. So using what I can, using what I've learned and actually teaching calligraphy or giving kind of freebie sheets that learn the letter A one week, learn the letter B next week, including those things onto my email list. I think that's going to be my next direction. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing this bit of your business with us, Megan. I hope those of you out there that are in a similar situation, you know, whether it's calligraphy or graphic design, wedding planning, copywriting, whatever it is that you do and love to do. If you're looking to take it full time, I hope you were able to take some tidbits away from this episode if you did like this episode, make sure that you leave us a little rating or review on iTunes and we will see you on the other side. Go build your creative empire in the meantime. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 